This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Yep. Yep. What's up, Taylor? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. <laughs> good, good. I got something I want to talk about uh, up top here, and that is I, I thought of it as like overrated, underrated, but really it's just uh, what I like and don't like and why. But uh, I want to talk about guitars. Okay. And I, got some, I got a little list I made on the train ride over here of um, overrated guitars or guitars that, and then underrated too. But number one on the list, uh, a, and it's your namesake, a Taylor, a Taylor cutaway. I just don't like so many people are playing that. I feel like, it, like it's like the quintessential, I don't know, Jason Mraz wannabe guitar. I buy that. Yeah. I, I think Taylor guitars suck. They, they suck. I don't think they sound good. No, I, they're uh, no, no low end. I like, I'm a bass person, you know, I want yeah, some I feel like, beef to it. I feel like Martin is like the McDonald's of acoustic guitars. <laughs> mm hmm. And Taylor is like the Burger the King. The Burger King. Yeah. And you're like, like I don't want to go to Burger King. <laughs> Burger King has veggie burgers, so I do go there. Okay. The second one, thing, saying uh, about bass, the acoustic bass. Is there anything worse than a there fucking... There is nothing ac- worse than an acoustic bass. <laughs> the most bass. impractical instrument. I mean, not like, the, of course, the stand-up. No, those is are like, cool. Those are badass. Yeah. Anytime. But like, I mean, I get the, the mental game there. You're like, I like acoustic music, and I'm going to play the bass, so I'll buy an acoustic bass. But goddamn, and the worst the part about it is usually those people are playing in like acoustic duos where it's like one acoustic <laughs> bass, one acoustic guitar, and it's like if you don't have a drummer, mm-hmm. don't get a bassist. <laughs> like, d- like unless you're like a bluegrass band, right? But then like and the upright bass is like basically a percussion instrument anyway. Yeah, like, because they're slapping. But the acoustic bass is not. It's not. It is not. It doesn't have a sound it, acoustically, and then when it's plugged in, it doesn't sound good. So yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Fuck those. Fuck the. Okay. Fl- yeah. uh, next one on the list, uh, underrated or overrated, is a flying V. I don't particular. I mean, I get it. They're rock and roll, but I just don't. I'm gonna say they're underrated. I think that people. Uh, think that they're cheesy, but they're actually fucking cool. They're shit. cool. Yeah. Um. Why do you say that? Like, who who are you thinking of when you think of a flying V player that you would want to listen to? I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't. I think I think Jay Retard. Oh yeah. Yeah, he played a flying V, and he I think he made it cool again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again, so that in, implies that that was cool at one time, and then became not. You know. Yeah. I mean. They're cool. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna say they're cool. They're I like cool. them. I don't like where the where you, the input is. It's on the top part of the V, and it seems very impractical. But I guess you got to put it somewhere. So why not in the middle of the V? Okay. So uh, underrated guitars. Um, I have uh, Yamaha uh, acoustic guitars. I think those are fucking great. They're like just the bang around nice guitar, and I think they're great. It's crazy though how much shit Yamaha makes because they make really great pianos. They also make fucking four wheelers. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And probably like DVD players or something. I don't know. What? Like Yamaha, Jesus. They're are, are they, is it in the same factory? Do you probably. Think? Probably in one machine. <laughs> like, 3D like, printers, man. It's like all 3D. some guy that has to like, he's like, I, he's like, I'm, 
he's like calling his coworker. He's like, where are you? He's like, I'm in the tractor section <laughs> right. of the factory. He's like, where are you? I'm in the piano section. <laughs> Do you want to go get lunch? Like, yeah, I'll meet, see you yeah, meet me in the computer section <laughs> of the factory. Right, exactly. Uh, another underrated guitar I have is the uh, Fender Stratocaster. That is not underrated. It is the that is the guitar. The quintessential. That's okay, when you say the word guitar, everyone, musicians and non-musicians, are like think, think of, the of that. The it is is the guitarist guitar. All right, well, that's I, ever this been is coming made. from a personal level because I I never really liked them, and then now one got left in my apartment, and I play it, and it's a fucking awesome guitar, and it has all the sounds you want. Like you put it up on that on the neck pickup, and it's beefy, and then the, it's got that real thin strat sound. Okay, cool. So you think that the Fender. Stratocaster is a good guitar. That's an what a great what a great take. What a great opinion. <laughs> Just Carl. like golden retrievers are good dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, this isn't a podcast about. Uh, our opinions about guitars, is it though? I mean, kind of, because we just made it that. But no, it's not, generally. <laughs> God damn it, Carl. <laughs> I fucked the transition up. I'm sorry. Um, this is a songwriter podcast. This is a songwriter's podcast, and we have a songwriter here, uh, Ryan Wolf. How are you doing, man? Hey, guys. Good. Thanks for coming out on this rainy Sunday afternoon. How you feeling, man? Uh... Good. I Good. mean, ready to do it. Love it. Yeah. Well, can we hear your first song? Uh, um, no. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, first man. time for this. <laughs> a standoff ensues. Of course. Uh, yeah. So, first song I remember finishing. Um, man, this was I was in college, about halfway through sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I was doing jazz piano for school. And then I stopped wanting to do jazz piano, started writing songs. This is the first one that kind of came together. I was really into John Mayer at the time, <laughs> speaking of strats. Yeah. And speaking of playing bass and guitar without a drummer, apparently John Mayer used to go around to open mics with an electric bass player. Really? And it worked really well for him, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. I, didn't hmm. I mean, look where he is now. <laughs> <laughs> playing with the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Do you have a name for this one? Uh, yeah, now it's called Married. Okay. It used to be called Married in the Morning, because that's what the lyrics are, and I wasn't subtle at all back then. <laughs> if you and I were never meant to be Just won't get married in the morning. 
You said it's unforgivable what I did to you. You said you saw her leaving and your pillows had been moved. So I asked you, is this new? Has it been just me and you for you? And if you can leave it there, well, I can leave it there too. a day away and we have not a thing to say I thought we'd have a warning looks like we just won't get married in the morning no not anymore complete um first song i mean uh, yeah. rather complicated um mm-hmm. for a first one yeah it definitely so you were studying jazz piano at yeah. the time yeah you hear it De- yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> where did you study uh university of michigan okay ann arbor and when yeah. uh when roughly is this is this uh 2010 to 2014 okay and this song is 2012 ish okay cool, and so maybe did, were you taking guitar well. lessons at the time Nope, never took any guitar lessons. Because the, the uh, chord voicings are rather unconventional. I w- yeah, so. yeah. So I started by listening to or like watching Jimi Hendrix play, and I loved how he put his thumb on the bottom because mm-hmm. I don't think I had the wrist strength to play bar chords. Because mm-hmm. you have to, like, I don't know, especially with acoustic guitar, you have to really right. hold your finger down on there. So it's much easier to yeah wrap that thumb over play with the thumb, and then I was just like, okay, thumbs on the bottom. How do I play this chord? Thumbs on mm-hmm. the bottom. How do I play this chord? And uh, I don't know. Logic helped. And, yeah, and a in a background in piano, because then yeah. you have a thumb doing kind of what maybe your left hand would do. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like there's a bass line, sort mm-hmm. of works good for this kind of song. Sometimes. I don't know. I started to realize it's like too much information sometimes. Like the bass, like I'm playing the bass line, but I have a bass player, so it's like 
while oh, yeah, you're the bass you player. You don't want to make it muddy. Right. But for like solo stuff, mm -hmm. it worked well. And yeah. it sounds really good, yeah, in this setting because the bass is moving around and mm -hmm. the chords are beautiful on top. Yeah, yeah, uh, the uh, the verse progression is really cool. Like, I like the the, the descending like yeah. things. Yeah, it kind of came about like I was I was just like I love this feeling of like we're in one key. It's all just like you know pretty diatonic feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when the the bridge the Be next so section comes it like goes to here and i was like i like that transition mm -hmm. yeah it's like kind of subtle but there's a cool mood change and i built the whole thing around just like okay it's gonna be kind of in the diatonic thing for a long time and then it's gonna have that cool transition and mm -hmm. then yeah it was one of the first songs i wrote i didn't know how to make songs complete and it just like fell into place oh like, that's nice the bridge part came about in like one one time i improvised it and i was like okay that's the bridge <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a nice feeling it just like fit together had you composed on piano at this point yeah i'd written some like jazz tunes mm -hmm. for like different jazz groups i was playing in at school usually like small groups so basically just like writing melodies and chords and then like asking people to play whatever they wanted over it um, and then i had written like a couple of ideas started to like sing a little bit but this was the first one, first one where I like wrote the song and then I like wrote the lyrics. Mm -hmm. So you had the structure mm -hmm. and then you went and wrote the rhymes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was the thinking rhymes. about the rhymes. <laughs> it was originally a rap. Yeah. <laughs> With some beatboxing. The beatboxer is in here. Yeah. I was thinking about, you said it's called Married and then it used to be called Married in the Morning. Mm -hmm. I, as, a, as a songwriter, all you do is just put that second part in parentheses on the back of the album because that's what they do whenever right. it's like the the best part of the song you're just like married parentheses in the morning <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes you give it volume one that's a, right. that's another good move on the record <laughs> <Volume> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> um so uh so this song's about uh five or six years old now yeah yeah, yeah. um so i mean is it something that you still play or did you have to go back into the the vault I just took it out of rotation because the thing is, this song is one of the best songs I've ever written. I think the lyrics, I could pass on the lyrics now. Okay. But yeah. in terms of the chords and stuff and the way it fits together, it's one of the best songs I think I'll ever write. Because oh. it's just, you can play it on guitar, you can play it on piano, you can play it with a band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to beat it. Um, yeah that's that's awesome you nailed it the first time you're like done but it's so sad because then like the rest of my yeah career in chasing quotes, that dragon just like fuck i did such a can i swear yeah of it's course just like no you may not okay <laughs> i said uh, farkle <laughs> that's um, a dice game yeah i know i just played that <laughs> farkle yeah i played pocket farkle one time <laughs> yeah that sounds worse yeah exactly <laughs> but let's not talk about <laughs> um yeah yeah so I but it's starting to sound different from the songs that I'm playing nowadays. Okay, so you feel like it just uh, uh, theme thematically or mm -hmm. tone is doesn't fit in your set. Yeah, the way the chords work, it sounds very um, folky. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The chords just work in the way that like you expect chords to work in, mm -hmm. I guess. And yeah. nowadays, I write songs where set up and then go a different way. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and it, it kind of like plays with the idea of 
mm-hmm, what you think you're going to hear. Yeah. Not to finish your sentences, I'm sorry, but <laughs> uh, that's what I thought I was going to hear. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I always think that about, uh, about really good songs. When you hear them for the first time, you kind of feel like you've heard them before. And yeah. you just kind of, and, and rhyming is the same way, like a really fucking good rhyme, like John Prine. It's like, it's, it's so simple, but yeah, it takes yeah. forever to write that. Because, and you're like, how did I not think of that? Yeah, it's so obvious, but try to write that over and over and it's, it's mm-hmm. impossible. I did find that one of the things, as I'm looking back at these old songs with these old lyrics, one of the things that struck me the most is that the, I didn't get better at choosing words, really. Mm-hmm. I've gotten better at making the ideas clearer through the words. So it's like I was in these early songs, I was trying to shove all this, these different ideas in. And mm-hmm. now it's like you just kind of strip away the bullshit. Mm. It's like I'm trying to say this thing. I'm just going to say it. Oh, yeah. The, it, I don't know. It's to me, a sign of like a new songwriter or a new lyric writer is that they, um, it sounds like they're trying to put other people's ideas into their songs and it's like a lot of random ideas mm-hmm. and to me like a great song feels like it's i can see the idea yep. you know yeah. Yeah. Just, concise like one thing yeah yeah it can it can be um tempting to try to throw cram too many ideas be like oh all these little ideas are pretty cool mm-hmm. they should all hang out together in, yeah. in <laughs> one song and you're yeah. like no yeah. actually like maybe just a couple ideas per song you know like it, mm-hmm. it's hard to it's really hard to make more than like a couple ideas work in yeah. a song uh distinct yeah. ideas um and i, I think it, it, it is as you get more mature as a song right you start to realize like oh you actually like it's more effective if you're not doing so many things at once mm-hmm. um or trying to cram too much in there um but it does take a while to kind of like, I mean, for me at least, uh, and I think a lot of people, to just get comfortable with the idea of like doing less, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but uh, I keep going back to John Prine because those songs are so simple. I mean, most yeah. of his tunes are just C and F and then, yeah, you know, they're like maybe a G. Yeah. And, but they're so effective in what they can do because of the, because of the simplicity. It, yeah. I would liken it to cheese pizza. It's like fucking Supreme pizza is good, you know, but get rid of the toppings because dough, sauce, and cheese, if you have the good, in, in yeah, good ingredients, I, I, I feel the that's same all way. you need. Yeah. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I just want either a margarita slice or a grandma slice. Yeah. The one time out What's of ten. What's a grandma slice? Oh, it's just like with the square pizza, the square oh, slices. Okay. You get with, that corner slice with the, it's like a little burnt around the outside. <laughs> Two edges. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes I do want that chicken bacon ranch slice. Sometimes no, like that it. one is like calling my <laughs> name. Sometimes I want to li- listen to Miles Davis Bitches Brew yeah. and that is not cheese pizza. That right. is hard listening, you know. That is hard ranch. <laughs> yeah. I feel, well, I, I, I kind of thought that like, I feel like chicken bacon ranch would be like, um, I don't know, a Rush album. Okay. Like, a, yes. Something <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah, touche. Yeah. Well, okay, so we're talking about what it takes to be, you know, uh, progressing in songwriting. So can we yeah. get to uh, your the latest composition that you've written? Yes. Can you set this one up for us? Uh, pretty new tune. And I don't know if there's that much to say about it. Besides, it's pretty different from that first one. But I think it'll kind of speak for itself, honestly. Okay, let's hear it. 
That was excellent. That was cool. Do you have a name for this one, or is it new enough to not have a name? This one, oof. It's called Two Drawings. Okay. I originally called it Life, like a super cool person (laughs) uh, who's super deep. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we made a video for this, and just while we're finishing it up, and my friend who made the video with me was like, we can't call this one Life. (laughs) We're we're renaming this song. Oh, that's nice to have friends that can uh, have constructive criticism like that. Yeah, Yeah, he's great that way. He's just like... He'll tell you what's up. Yeah, those friends are good to have. Some I get so like combative when people tell me, and mm-hmm. then I, and then eventually I'm like, "Yeah, you were right. You're totally right." Yeah, yeah. You gotta have big fucking balls to <laughs> write a, a song and then call it life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, isn't or just mind- be an idiot. <laughs> isn't isn't it mind blowing that Stevie Wonder made an album called Songs in the Key of Life? And but that's it was like good. clever. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It could have been so bad. It could have been so bad. <laughs> and it would have been extra bad because of the title. Yeah. Right, exactly. The pretentiousness of that title. But he yeah. lived up. Um, clearly, this sure song did. for your writing has way more dissonant chords mm-hmm. and a, a feel to it. So it's cool to see that progression. Um, do you remember, did yeah. you write, the mood of the song is a little bit haunting, like lyrically and mm-hmm. music. Do you know? Do you remember which one you came up with first? Definitely, oh, not so definitely. Uh, I think the music. <laughs> music? I think the chords. I think, um, well, this one I think started with like a little drum machine. Mm. It's like, and then because of the drum machine, I started playing those kind of chords and mm-hmm. it just lent itself. It, it's like the same drum machine pattern the whole song mm-hmm. and it lends itself to this like hypnotic feeling yeah i, I was think gonna that say it's the chords yeah it is it is very like droney you know mm-hmm. you kind of like um you kind of get lost in it yeah uh, but you, there's a lot of cool stuff going on i mean it is like i mean quarterly seem just really goes a lot of different places i mean mm-hmm. you're changing keys yeah several times yeah it. there's um Sorry to interrupt you, but hey, I'm the guest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get artist first. Um, but yeah, there are uh, some... Yeah, it's like I was saying with that first song that I played, you know where the chords are going, even though you don't know exactly, you kind of know the purpose that they serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in this newer song, there's some chords where you're just like, it's nice, don't really know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of develops its own logic once you've heard it all the way through, mm-hmm. yeah. which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely was not expecting a lot of the moves, you know. But I was like, it, I was like, it's cool. I did not <laughs> think that I was going to do that. It's nice with the the haunting nature of like I keep using that term, but that's kind of what I was the feeling I was getting. Uh, the contrast with that with your vocals, which are mm-hmm. delicate and and oh, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of like you know the sp- spoonful of sugar helps mm-hmm. medicine go down type of idea, where it's like mm-hmm. they're kind of like. Um, a little bit oh, yeah. dissonant, kind of like the song. Yeah, just, I mean, I love that. Thank you. Um, it reminds me, hearing that uh, description reminds me of, like, Bjork, mm. which I, whose music I really love, and whose music can be crazy, mm-hmm. but then she, like, sings carefully and mm-hmm. also, also sometimes without care at all, just totally raw. And it's like, yeah, it's that juxtaposition of the, like, odd chords and music and then like just at least what i'm going for is like 
there's just a person singing over it. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of pop music where the person like fits into the, they're even like auto-tuned and timed so that it really fits with the synths and right. just like fits in the vibe. I kind of like when it's like I'm setting a, a bed work, a framework, and then the the voice is just like what it is right yeah a lot of pop music too is made a lot of it's made on a computer where it's it's a visual thing what? where it's moving <laughs> they can move it over whatever that little bit but this is not it's like a grid almost right. where this is mm-hmm. two disparate things flowing over each other which is mm. it's quite quite nice and, and very effective in this song thanks that one feels uh, especially like naked when mm. i'm playing it i'm like oh yeah this is awful it feels like <laughs> kind of like life if, if you think about it Whoa. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, um, cool so uh so what are you doing these days are you uh are you playing with a band yeah i have a band it's just like under my name at the moment because i write all the songs and record everything myself is it the same lineup every time pretty much although not exactly Uh, always me on guitar and singing the lead and then the drummer's been the same um he's a guy that i met playing dance classes at some modern dance companies um that's my like day gig Mm -hmm. is playing music for all sorts of different stuff sometimes it's like playing piano for ballet and modern classes and sometimes it's like making beats like looping stuff sometimes it's like literally djing playing music the teachers into Mm. um and we met he played percussion in classes and i was just like he's obviously good so would he play like a kit in the class or was it hand drum like like half and half it was like a like a floor tom he did have sticks maybe mallets and like Mm -hmm. a cymbal um some sort of hand drum Mm -hmm. and uh like bells and stuff on his heels to like shakers when he play when he plays with your band just a typical five piece kit or something it's just only the shakers on the, the feet. <laughs> <laughs> that would that'd be good with this song just moving over the top <laughs> you're like I, we got to cancel the gig my my foot shaker guy is sick <laughs> he got tendonitis and in no his one heel. can do it for yeah, yeah. no one else can do this <laughs> um yeah just a normal kit he's uh-huh. a great drummer he's from israel there's a lot of good um I hate to stereotype, but there's like a lot of good jazz drummers coming from Israel right now. Really? And, or they have been for a little while. And I find that incredibly sorta... racist. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so good at drums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then a um, friend of mine from Portland has been going back and forth playing bass and singing and playing keys and singing backgrounds. Do you um, pick when uh, they're playing bass, depending on when you're playing bass on your guitar? No, it's uh, depending on... There's always a bass player. It's just if we can't get the other bass player, he plays bass. I see. Uh, Yeah. So there's always a bass player. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then we have usually like a female vocalist who will do percussion also. I'd love to have a female person who could play an instrument more. I think that they I exist. know. No. Uh, yeah, no, of course. I <laughs> that just would like be a little sexist. No. <laughs> you know, it is like a guy's world in yeah. in Brooklyn in the like indie music scene, or from what I've experienced, it's like all guys except these bands where it's like a guy and a girl who are dating already, mm. who are in the band together. Yeah. And so, I haven't met any like Fru- fruit and flowers. Have you heard of them? No. They're it's a predominantly female band. 
They, nice. They kick, they kick ass. Yeah. When I saw Prince in 2015, heck yeah. <laughs> uh, his band was all, all women. And oh, yeah. they were, I mean, Sheila E., the bomb. They're all the, they're all the best. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's not like I don't want female band members. It's like, where are they? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, rock and roll has always been kind of, if you're making that kind of music, uh, I mean, I think that rock and roll was kind of sold as this idea in a lot of ways for dudes to get laid. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it wasn't pushed as hard on women as like a cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, so you can or at least they weren't pressured, like peer pressured into doing it. <laughs> or like inspire peer inspired yeah. is that okay? yeah, yeah 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 like not as many there's not as many examples yeah of that uh in popular culture um i think it's changing though i mean oh I've, absolutely I've, I've i've seen more and more females uh in rock and roll bands so yeah i've seen a lot more female engineers which is cool also yeah because that's been such a dude right. fest the, yeah. the name is even sound guy or whatever yeah, you know yeah. Yeah. Sound like guy. it's, it's it's assumed that I, you can only know your own experience, you know, and I've heard, yeah. um, some, I saw like a post about this in, uh, in Brooklyn, uh, this female artist I know, and she was saying that she experiences, uh, kind of like sexism from the, from sound guys often. Hmm. And my initial thought is like, oh, I've never seen that. That doesn't exist, you yeah. know? And then you're like, wait, of course it doesn't exist for me. Cause I don't yeah. experience it, you know? But, um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's quite unfortunate. And it's like, yeah, like I said, you can't really know it unless you've, experience that firsthand yeah yeah and so works yeah yeah so i'm in this interesting i mean we're probably not the ones to talk about like sexism in the industry because we don't experience it really but um yeah but i'm going to (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh but uh like where i'm at right now in in terms of like gender of people in my band um I would love to have a more diverse band, um, but does that mean this is tricky to talk about? Mm-hmm. So I hope everyone understands. I'm I don't mean anything bad by this, but should I fire a guy who's really good just to hire a female person uh, just because they're female? Right. And then you're you finding know. somebody based on their gender. Yeah, that's and, that's like and that's like not, not helpful. Fair. No, it's not. It's not. It's whenever we're not like the powers that be, though. It's mm-hmm. like when the powers yeah. that be are making those decisions, then that's then it becomes system systematic or what it systemic. systemic. I should be I should be more accurate with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but then it's like in your own band. I don't know. We have it. Mm-hmm. I feel it with the podcast. It's like it's all white people. That you know, right. we're pretty good male to female ratio. Um, but you know, we don't have that many people of color on here. We're working on it, though. We try. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, you know. Um, well, anyways, racism and sexism are bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we all agree with that. But you know what's good is this next song that you're song. about to oh, play. Shit. Yeah, Taylor, can I get a high five on that transition? Yeah, right. I that was to. great. All right, I cool. didn't do it, but I'm supporting you. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's which? Which is the this next is the song? best song? The best song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a song that I wrote. <laughs> no, this is a song that I wrote, and I felt really good about it when I wrote it. It took a little bit. I wrote it in like chunks. I took a break. The next day, I came back. I wrote the next section, and I just felt like it all flowed nicely. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I still play it. It's pretty recent, maybe a year old. Yeah, I I wouldn't say it's better in terms of like the flow of the song than that first song mm-hmm. that I played because that one just like is has a beautiful flow to <laughs> the, it. The gl- glow that just happened on your face when you started talking about it was vis- very visible. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. But uh, this one, I think, is very good too. It flows nicely. Mm-hmm. And what's uh, the name of this, this one? song is called complicated another <laughs> great title of mine <laughs>
Yeah, that was that was really good. I assume that Thanks. you wrote that um, after a bender of listening to Avril Lavigne for three days straight. Never listened to Avril. <laughs> no, a little, <laughs> a little bit. Have you heard this theory that there that she died? That there's like a kind of Paul is dead thing mm-hmm. going on with her. That mm-hmm. she, apparently she died and then was replaced with a, a lookalike. I don't know. Yeah, check Love it, it. <laughs> check it out, internet. <laughs> but um, my note for this song is the dynamics are really good, and I bet if you're playing, do you play this with your full band? Yeah, that that rocking part in the middle, it's rocking. Yeah, you got you guys get to rock out, and then you yeah. pull it back. I'm yeah, just, yeah, it's cool. The dynamics are really good. Yeah, yeah you got you. a cool like uh, I mean like those uh, when you're going through the chord transitions during the chorus, like the rhythm of that verse is like the rhythm of. Uh, like the the vocal melody is a cool thing, mm. you know. Thanks. It changed. It, it was originally um, much simpler. It kind of followed the the rhythm of the chords, mm-hmm. yeah. And now it kind of like bounces off of the chords. Yeah, a it's cool. More. It's a cool tension. How did how did that progress? Do you do that from playing live, or do you just decide to do that during practice? That happened during practice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. Um, uh, it's okay to be mean to Carl. That, okay. It's it's par for the course. It's like, <laughs> this podcast is partially fueled by yeah. uh, me being kind of mean to Carl. Well, it's <laughs> it's a good thing because I have a little bit of an ego problem myself. So okay. it's very humbling and right. nice to come here. So. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting it. Can you all of these? <laughs> you're hired. Uh, all right, thank you. I don't have the power to make any decisions. I'm too dumb to do that. No, I'm just kidding. We know. <laughs> um, no, so it was during practice uh, when I was getting ready to record it. I every time I write a song and then I go to record it, as I'm recording, since I do all the parts myself in my studio space, it um, kind of takes on a slightly different life because just the guitar sounds a certain way, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, maybe I should. Sometimes if I record certain guitars, they sound better just because of the studio setup. Mm -hmm. So then I'll be like, okay, I should use that guitar. Kind of changes what happens with the song. Mm -hmm. And then also what happens is like the first thing, the first version I wrote, I was listening only to the Beatles. So it kind of flowed a little bit more like a Beatles song. Mm -hmm. And I still think it has the essence of like a Beatles-y kind of tune. Um, But... I was listening to more Radiohead when I wrote the that chorus vocal pattern, like the yeah. rhythms, and it was and it was because I imagined Tom York like dancing around and like the way that he would like enjoy singing over that would be more like pokey and like instead of like the the Beatles would be like this is the rhythms right. of the song the yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i'd be careful now that you've admitted that the radiohead might sue you because they're in a, a i don't know they just oh, sued yeah. lana del rey good thing i'm not as famous as lana del rey <laughs> yeah well they listen to the podcast they, they're, <laughs> they keep writing in tom york just easy with the with the write-ins yeah yeah i mean we're trying to get him on it's just like our, the scheduling hasn't really it's worked rough. out like i don't know i'm you know, I mean, Paul's working a lot. You know, so <laughs> lyrically, is this song? Paul's dead. Paul is dead. Sorry. <laughs> lyrically, is this song autobiographical? Is like, is that where you're yeah. at when you're writing it? That's yes. I think this one and the the last one have been autobiographical. Um, I tend to write more 
abstractly when I write autobiographical stuff because I don't want to be embarrassed. Mm. Uh, but this one, definitely still abstract. abstract. Um, but like the first line, it's like, you make me wonder if I wore the right shirt. Mm -hmm. And that's like literally a thing I was thinking. Because mm -hmm. um, I was into this girl and she was like good at fashion. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm so bad. At I dress like I'm about to go for a jog anywhere. <laughs> Except literally, if you see me at my shows, I'm like wearing jeans. And like those are pants that I wear for shows. Those are your <laughs> my gig pants. <laughs> yeah, that's my fancy. Those are my fancy clothes. Um, so yeah, it, it just I find that those um, little straight up lines that are true, kind of there's something good about them. Yeah, and do you kind of go back there when you perform them? Can you get back to that kind of mental space where you were at at the time? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think each song kind of turns into a new, it has a kind of, it grows into a new life when mm -hmm. you play it a lot. So each song gives me a vibe when I'm listening to it, like when I'm playing it. And that vibe must be influenced by how I was feeling when I wrote it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think Neil Young said like, when you're writing, just like once you've got the mood, just like finish the song mm -hmm. so that it's that mood. Just right. like document that mood. Lyrics. I think he, I don't know if he like did a lot of lyric rewriting. I think he was just like, here it is. Um, well, what does he know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess just all the good stuff. All the good stuff. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, um, yeah. So, I, so like I, I would be kind of influenced by that mood, I'm sure a little bit. And then by the way we play it and. Right. I would hope it grows, but I don't, like, for example, when I play that song, I don't think about that girl when okay. I play it. The reason I'm asking, because I, I think music is fundamentally nostalgic in a way. And, like, when you hear a song from your past, it can, it can bring me back there. And then, so I'm wondering if, it, having written a song, if that, you get the same feeling. Because I do, I try to get there when I'm performing try to get back to that that space it you don't accomplish it yeah. most of the time but i can sometimes mm. yeah no that's that's like a thing that's like a, a a mythologized thing i feel like you know like Billie holiday singing strange fruit did she sing strange fruit i feel like she did sure or was that nina no. simone mm -hmm. it was nina, nina simone yeah. okay so nina simone singing strange fruit wouldn't she like vomit every time she sang it Mm. because she like felt it so so much um and you think that you when you say mythologized you mean that that's fundamentally a myth or that oh, i mean the the idea of going back to where you like you mm -hmm. know feeling the lyrics and the song and when you wrote it so much it's like this thing that we're told to strive for mm -hmm. when we perform like it's the way to be the ultimate performer is to like get back to that moment mm -hmm. and like just relive those emotions completely and I feel like tr me trying to do that, I think it probably works for some people. Um, but I think for me, that kind of makes me go in my head and then I'm not performing very well. Mm -hmm. It seems a little, like have you, the way you're phrasing it, it seems a little disingenuous too because yeah. then you're not... I feel like I'm acting. You're trying. Yeah, you're trying to get there as opposed to being present and, yeah. and feeling what's, what's obviously there. 
Yeah, and for me, like, an important part of performing is, like, I, I got this from watching Parks and Recreation, watching uh, Chris Pratt sing those songs to little kids at the party that he was playing for. Mm -hmm. um, I was just, like, there's something about when you play a song for, like, a small kid, you're just, like, this is the chord, this is the chord, this is the chord and you like want them to hear it and you want them to just you want it to be clear for them mm. so that they get what's happening and if you play like i'm so emotional <laughs> like there's something they're gone there's something lost yeah uh, so so what i think and i think everyone's just a kid that's older <laughs> you know we, we all just want i think there's truth to that <laughs> <laughs> i think we just want to i when i go to a show what i want to see and what i've loved about like videos of Prince and Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson and like people who really inspire, like Bjork and Radiohead, Tom York, just like people who really inspire me. Um, they look comfortable and they look like they're trying to just convey something in a clear way. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when I go to play this song, for example, I just kind of think, okay, the mood is that I remember the mood and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to just convey this clearly. It doesn't even like matter if I do it well. It's just, and it secretly, it does end up well <laughs> when I think this way. Oh, yeah. But it's just like, be clear. Mm -hmm. Just like perform this so that people can understand what you're saying. I'm wondering if that has something to do with the fact that you have a jazz background. Because mm. if you, if you're fundamental... Where no one understands anything. <laughs> yeah. If your baseline is jazz, then you're, you might be trying to get back to the simplicity. Whereas if you're a mm. punk rocker and you, and you only know power chords, mm. maybe as you progress, this is all speculation. I think what you're saying is, is probably yeah. accurate. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. And you also have to make things clear because you're also... Uh, the baseline level of the world is not giving a shit about what you're doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, if you're yeah. uh, trying to make music, so Man. you kind of gotta be like, that's so it's true. easy to it's easy to like get get lost. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, let's uh, let's move it along to the uh, the worst song, worst shit you ever did. Yeah, the worst. Oh. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> you gotta do it because everybody else has done it. Love it. <laughs> I'm looking at lyrics here just to be clear. Is it is that gonna work? Do, Do you, you have a music stand? We don't have a music stand, but I could hold them if you wanted. Will you hold them? Yeah. This song is called Eight Days a Week. No, it's not. It's called Eight Days Away. <laughs> My bad. time I look outside I like less and less what I find I heard we cut another tree in the news For a big white house for a man in a suit It's over 95 degrees So put on your air conditioning Won't wanna take a chance tonight So put your cooler on, it'll be alright state of the air might come first when i see all the ways we embrace 
I wonder do they do that in outer space A man looked me in the eye the other day And said the sidewalks for walk and put the bike away Asked him do you make the law fool He said he didn't vote, thought it was too cool Not too cold, not too warm Where we don't put diamonds in our shoes Cause we got nothing to prove Spend my whole life getting out to sea But there's no place like home I'd rather be So I'm going back where I want to stay And I'm almost there, eight days away We're done with the first sheet <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so hot today? You don't think you made it this way Each time we cut down some trees We make it just a little harder to breathe Everybody's just as mad as me But none of us has ever done a thing to see my new house go But this is no place I want to be Oh, actually, I need it again First sheet I, thanks To come back home To where it's not too warm Not too cold Where we don't put diamonds in our shoes Cause we got nothing to prove Spend my whole life getting out to sea there's no place like home I'd rather be So I'm going back where I want to stay And I'm almost there Eight days away Got to come back home To where it's not too cold, not too warm Don't put diamonds in our shoes Cause we got nothing to prove I spend my whole life getting out to sea but there's no place I come, I'd rather be So I'm going back where I want to stay And I'm almost there, eight days away Eight days away Eight days away <laughs> All right um, cool. A special shout out to uh, Carl Benz yeah, for thank you holding the uh, the lyric sheets up during that performance. It felt good. I like really well I like to watch the lyrics from behind. Mm. They're like in reverse, but in my head. Yeah, it really gives you a, a different perspective on the song <laughs> <laughs> when you're totally looking done. at the lyrics backwards <laughs> while it's playing. Um, I forgot. I wrote, I only wrote the chorus on the first sheet. Oh yeah, we needed the second sheet again. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna rewrite the chorus. No, right? what a waste yeah, of time. Yeah. and ink from your beautiful <laughs> pen. Yeah. <laughs> um, why do you think this is your worst song? Yeah, why? Is... Man, these lyrics. <laughs> oh my god! It's just like I thought I was such an advocate for the environment, <laughs> and like I was the only one who had this idea. And I the 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 language is it's not like wrong, but mm. it's like every phrase you could find someone who sang it already. Mm. You know, none of it's in my own voice. I yep. think that's yeah. part of it. Yep. And you can see that when you're when you're playing it. Do you perform this out? 
No, no. I never have. <laughs> never? Yeah. It's on my first recording, and that's it. It is extremely preachy. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, uh, yeah, and that's the thing that's hard to... It's hard to like hone in on a voice that you like when you're writing songs because it's hard to know what you'll sound like till you finish the song, you know? Mm-hmm, I wouldn't yeah. have known till maybe recently that that was so preachy. You know, it takes time. Yeah. yeah. You can look back on it. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy how like sometimes you look back at things that you did a few years ago um when you thought you were doing one thing and you were like, "Oh, actually I was like totally doing a different thing that I didn't even know that I was doing at the time." Yeah. Or it's like, "Oh, wow, like I can definitely see uh even though you weren't intending to, you were uh expressing something that was going on in like your life or your head at that time even though it, it's like clearly coming out of that like song or whatever, mm-hmm. even though you were not intending it at the time. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier that you do that with your, you write autobiographically and then, then kind of turn abstract when it gets maybe a little too close to home or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that same thing. I, I look back at songs that I thought were fictional stories and they're clearly just about me. That yeah, I was I just know, changing right? yeah. the pronouns. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And um, it just makes me think of how like, the the song complicated it's um it's autobiographical and it's abstract and so is this one but it's it ends up with a different result because with complicated i was like starting with the autobiographical moment and that kind of laid the groundwork for like what the level of seriousness is Mm -hmm. and like how like what the ranges of things i want to talk about and then i went a little bit more nebulous and it stayed in that zone whereas with this song it was like okay i'm going to talk about all these issues and then i threw in the autobiographical stuff just to make it sound more personal mm-hmm. but yeah. it had this huge scope already so it like didn't it didn't, it didn't have the same effect yeah mm, that's interesting yeah um so uh so yeah what are you uh what are you playing next next thing i'm doing is march 10th um and then we're playing at pianos on 420 nice do uh you smoke weed no (laughs) we don't have to answer that in a a public forum i didn't inhale (laughs) (laughs) man bill clinton was such a fucking liar (laughs) sorry oh yeah i know (laughs) i'm gonna get on my political (laughs) rant yeah Yeah, bill clinton was a liar (laughs) Um, very very um oh yeah we're, I have a music video coming out for that song called Two Drawings, which was called Life. And um, that's coming out soon. And then if anyone is listening to this and plays guitar, um, male, female, tall, short, uh, would love to meet some guitar players who are kind of into what I'm doing, who would want to play with me. It's hard to find the right person. So, yeah, I don't know. Let me know. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, joining us on this podcast. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's yeah. been real fun. Cool. Uh, you want to uh, play us out with a wild card song? We we'll, would love to. Dealer's choice. Yes. I'll do this one. Should I, this, it's called... Um, I don't remember. Oh, I thought it was going to be called Silence. I was like, ooh, yeah. that's deep. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called Mask of a Friend. Another terrible title. <laughs> <laughs>